Happy Endings Only podcast. If you're new here, welcome! I'm Cindy. I'm Regina. We're two 20-something gals who love rom-com movies. And we're gonna watch them, and we're gonna talk about them a lot. So stay with us. We post a new episode every Sunday at 11 a.m. only podcast and i'm your host cindy and i'm your co-host regina and this week we will be covering a very special movie indeed it is always be my maybe a netflix original rom-com that i'm very excited to cover because i've watched this movie like three times already ever since it came out yeah so i think for both of us this is a rewatch, right and 2018 was a really good year for netflix with rom-com releases um i think i remember when i watched it I watched it with a group of friends. So I actually never even had it on my list. But, so I watched the movie, and then, but this is the first time that I can actually check it off on my list, saying that I've watched it. So I'm quite proud about it. Yeah, so this movie features um, Ellie Wong and Randall Park. Mm-hmm. And I know Ellie Wong from her stand-up comedy specials on Netflix, which is, like, funny. And Randall Park from... He's, uh, so he's from Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah, so he's the main character. Like, he's the dad in Fresh right. Off the Boat. But I knew him from, like, a long time ago. Me too. Because he used to star in, like, Wong Fu Productions yes. short movies. Yep. And then that's how I knew Randall Park from. But then now he's getting kind of, like, up and rising too because of Marvel. Because he's in Marvel as oh. Jimmy Woo. Oh, really? I didn't know that. So he's in Ant-Man as oh. the guy who, who like, dates or marry and Edmund's like ex-wife oh okay you know why i know randall park aside from the wong fu stuff is because do you remember on the office when jim tried to play a prank on dwight oh yeah and he was there too in the office so he has a lot of more memorable roles yeah but i've actually never seen him as the lead guy kind of no you know he was never in like any of like a main like lead guy yeah in in a romantic comedy right in this movie he is like front and center he is like his he plays marcus and then ellie will plays sasha sasha and then they're like their their romantic epic love story (laughs) is just about to unfold in front of us okay so we're gonna do a short summary of it so we are introduced to the movie uh with a lot of like old photos i guess mm-hmm. or like a slideshow of like their childhood mm-hmm. so we were like given a glimpse of their childhood and then their childhood friends their neighbors their neighbors yeah so they grew up in san francisco so sasha's from like a vietnamese family right yeah. mm-hmm. um and her, her family life is very different from marcus because her mom and dad own a store and so, so they're never around never around she's always home by herself so she's very self-sufficient and she cooks for herself mm-hmm. and um luckily for her marcus's family is really tightly knit so and they're very open to her Mm -hmm. right so they so he comes and invites her over for dinner i guess and then so sasha learns a lot of cooking skills from marcus's mom Mm -hmm. they're like in a very close relationship she's basically like their daughter kind of you know well i think it's i mean obviously it's kind of like grooming her to be the perfect (laughs) (laughs) daughter-in-law yeah so like but then i feel like marcus 
Lawrence's background is like Korean. Yes. I don't know about the dad though. Is he? No, Korean? I think they're. I think they're both Korean. The other reason is because like the last name is Kim. Okay. I mean, we're making assumptions. Yeah. But I think so. And plus, like, um, every time that they invite Sasha over for dinner, um, the mom is always teaching her about Korean food, food. right? Because she's making kimchi jjigae yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So we're given like a glimpse of their childhood, and then they grew up together. They were always like doing stuff together. They're tight, but then one day, uh, Marcus's mom passed passed away because of an accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? and this is a big turning, like a big turning point in Marcus's life. But Sasha's as well. Yeah, because she's basically like a surrogate mom. Yeah, to her. Yeah. So they both took it pretty hard, mm-hmm. and then they were like. Well, I guess they were crying about it in a car, and then one thing led to another. They kind of lose, lose their virginity yeah. to each other in the backseat of a car. And it just wasn't good. And then it was awkward, <laughs> and then they went to Burger King afterwards. So it was just like not a very, like, it's not the, 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 the best way to lose your virginity. No, no, not at all. And so then that caused a lot of strain on their friendship. Yeah. And then it turns out also because of everything that was going on, Marcus wasn't going to college. And so they just drifted apart. Yeah. So they so we're like fast forwarding after that. Apparently they just never talked to each other. Yeah, for after. like fifteen years. Yeah. So they were so like eighteen and then fifteen. So they're in their mid thirties. Yeah, so they haven't talked at all. And Sasha is like an up and coming chef yeah. who like who is like the head chef of like some amazing fusion Asian fusion mm-hmm. restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then she's dating Daniel Day Kim. And then it's like, so one thing about oh, this yeah. movie is like, for some reason, they managed to like get all of this like hot yeah. Asian American actors yeah. to star like in a in mm. a cameo or like a guest role. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, it's Daniel Day Kim, and he is like her manager. Yeah. Kinda. So Brandon Choi, I guess. Well, I don't know if he's like the manager. I know that he's definitely in the restaurant business as well. Okay. Yeah, I guess so manager or yeah and then, so they're like kind of like the it couple yeah. in the in the food industry but then they <laughs> they don't have a good relationship right they it looks like, good on paper yeah it looks good in print but then you see that they never actually talk to each other and he's in it for himself yeah and then so they were engaged mm-hmm. so she had an idea that maybe they're gonna have like they're gonna get married like sooner yeah than later yeah but the thing is what happens is so she has her whole life and the restaurant in LA and she's supposed to be going back home to San Francisco to set up another restaurant, restaurant and he's supposed to come with her but then he drops the bomb saying like hey I have this other offer to go to India yeah so I think it would be best for us to like be what was his exact word? Like to be a like to be together but apart. Yeah, <laughs> I would have smacked him. Yeah, but like so, so Sasha is in denial, but then she also realizes that basically this relationship is over. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, so Sasha goes to San Francisco alone. Not really alone. She has She's her best friend Veronica. Veronica, and then I think we know that Veronica has been in her life ever since high school. Mm-hmm. Kind of. And so, Veronica is not her assistant, but it's kind of she manages Sasha's life. 
and like the whole restaurant opening and stuff. Yeah, so Sasha is like the chef, and she just handles anything other than the cooking part. Yeah, yeah, pretty right? much. Veronica's yeah, so, got it down. Yeah, so Veronica is like uh, making sure that Sasha is settled in San Francisco for the two months that she's gonna be there. She is renting her uh, a house. Yes. Yeah. Like a very nice house, and then they needed some heating stuff done, and it's like who do who do Veronica call is. Uh, Marcus's dad's mm-hmm. company. Yep. Called Harry and Son. Yeah, and like obviously that's a dead ringer if it's Harry and Son. So I don't know what she was trying to do there. Maybe she was trying to make things happen because like Oh because, she was. Because like Sasha was going through a rough breakup. She's gonna go to San Francisco and then Veronica's been in her life since high school. So she knew Marcus and Sasha's history, so mm-hmm. she tried to put Two and two together, one and one together. I don't know what's the term there, but they uh, were trying to, she was trying to make something happen. So they had another meet cute mm-hmm. in their new house when uh, Marcus is in a coverall and then trying to install Nest thermostat in her house. <laughs> but it was a cute meeting. <laughs> it was it was awkward. You know, she she had more chemistry with the dad at that point than with Marcus, and that's how you know, like, you didn't leave on good terms, but they warm up. Yeah, and then after that, I think... The, the dad was, like, low-key saying, hey, you know Marcus still has his band, Hello Peril. They're going to have a gig in a couple of days. You should, you should come. come. Yeah. And then she, he also added the fact, like, I always thought that you're gonna end up together. Yeah. Just putting it up there. Yeah, definitely make, not make, subtle. Make the whole situation even more awkward, you know? So, but then Sasha is like a big fan of the band, apparently. Because she's always like been supportive uh-huh. or she's been like, she well, she likes their music. So she was like, oh, maybe, well, I, I'm busy, but maybe I'll... I'll come. I'll come, maybe. Yeah, I'll swing by. And so... I mean, there's that whole montage in between where they're making it look like she's not going to go, but then she ultimately goes, and she brings pregnant Veronica along with her to this, like, dive bar. And they're, like, they're a decent band. They're actually pretty good. Yeah, so Randall Park, I think, wrote and sang a lot of the songs in the movie, which is a a big plus, too. But so he, they, so Hello Peril is, like, a hip-hop band? Yeah... I don't know what kind of music are they doing actually, but it's eighties, nineties ish mixed with like, yeah, I don't know. Well, anyway, she went to this gig, right? And then afterwards, like, he invites her. Maybe like we can grab dinner or something like that. Well, what happens was the band actually ditches them, right? So it's them. And and then we're introduced to Marcus's girlfriend. girlfriend, Exactly. And her name is Jenny. Yes. And and it's clear that everybody in the band hates Jenny. Jenny. Yeah. Because she's she's weird. I mean... It's like, she's an Asian with dreadlocks. So it's just like a very, like, unusual side. But she's also just very eccentric. Aside from what she looks like, Uh she has the personality to match it. Because... just imagine the type of person where when you say something, they just have to repeat it back to you three times louder. That's the vibe I got from her. <laughs> so everybody ditches 
uh, Marcus and Jenny. But then I guess Sasha sticks Sa- around. Sasha sticks around, and then Jenny wanted to cook for the esteemed <laughs> chef uh, Sasha Tran, and then so they went to I guess Jenny's, Jenny's place. Uh, Jenny's place, and then she ended up cooking them spaghetti and Fiona Vienna sausages. Sausage. Yeah. Uh, um, it was weird, but then, yeah. <laughs> but then you fast forward; she gets out of that weird dinner, and she invites Marcus over to her family's house. Yeah, so like a very Asian gathering, like a birthday party, an eight-year-old birthday mm-hmm. party where with Sasha's family. But then she invites Marcus and the dad, mm-hmm. and then so her mom is there, her cousin is there. There's a bunch of like other relatives there. Yeah, and you see the family dynamics have shifted a lot because the mom and dad are trying to be a lot more present for this eight-year-old as the godparents, more so than they ever were for Sasha. Yeah. So it rubs her the wrong way. Um, and at that party, she gets a phone call from, from Brandon, yep. right? Her ex-fiance, who was like, apparently just starts talking business to her. Like, like nothing has, has happened. Yeah, but he's been posting on Facebook about how he's essentially in India, just having the time of his life with Padma Lakshmi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, sir. Yeah, so she went on a very, like, long monologue how she wasted her prime reproductive years on Brandon and Ugh. how she's like bleep 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 and then the whole party hears it turns out the window's open and she's like scaring some goats and all the kids it's hilarious you just gotta watch it yeah so uh after that I think that what happens after that she ends up going out well no she gets hired to do a rap party for netflix yes and then um whereas marcus is trying to go and i think he either has a gig or he's supposed to be going to an audition or something like that right oh yeah yeah yeah. so in the process like he's also trying to get a bigger venue you're right he's not no his bed is trying to get a bigger venue he's not very happy about change Right. So, like, one thing that we learn about Marcus is that he is very, I guess, happy at where he is and right And now. a lot of that just has to do with the fact that his mom passed away. Yeah, so, he's so afraid of... Change. Afraid of change or just afraid of, like, um, getting out of the hole that he's created for himself. Yeah, and then he keeps making excuses, like, I, we can't go anywhere. I, I can't move out because of my dad. Mm-hmm. I'm his primary caregiver, blah, blah, blah. So, he's trying to make himself, like like, rooted to this one place mm-hmm. yeah. with no opportunity for growth. So that's what we, we've been seeing from Marcus. Yeah. But then it turns out, you know, um, Marcus actually has a heart-to-heart with his dad. Mm-hmm. In a Korean spa. Yeah. And the dad was like, mm, I don't really like Jenny. I yeah. thought you should have been with Sasha. Sasha. And so it gets Marcus to start thinking about, oh, maybe I should try mm-hmm. with Sasha. He still hasn't broken up with Jenny yet. But he resolves in his in himself. I'm gonna like I guess confesses mm-hmm. to Sasha about what I feel. Right. So they met at the farmers, farmers market. market. Yeah. And then he was like already planning to like it's just on the tip of his tongue that he's gonna say like maybe we should give us a shot or mm-hmm. whatever. But then Sasha decided to give him the big news that she's dating someone. And guess who it is? Well, we don't know yet, but it's like basically 
this guy is like amazing. They have amazing sex, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, and like you should meet him. And then let's have dinner together, like a double date with you and Jenny. Oh yeah, that's and right. And then so they went on this like fancy ass restaurant mm-hmm. where everybody's like, like super like fancy and hipster. Well, again. what's sad is. They tell Marcus that it's a high-end restaurant. So he wears the tux that he wore to prom, which is like this red velour corduroy blazer or whatever. So he he just sticks out. And the tagline that I loved in there was like, oh yeah, um, that formal stuff is out now. Now it's like people are spending thousands of dollars to look like... They're homeless. Homeless, yes. yes. Yeah, so in this uh, like fusion, like new age restaurant, mm-hmm. guess who walks in it's Keanu Reeves (laughs) (laughs) I always love this montage it's the best scene of the whole movie it's when Keanu Reeves just walked in and then they were shooting everything in Mm slow-mo and then Jenny's jaw just drops Drops. Marcus's jaw just drops and then Sasha gets up and just like takes a photo of him and was like you you only get this shit once yeah and then Keanu is just like high-fiving a lot of people. So she, he's appearing in this movie as himself, but like mm-hmm. a larger-than-life version of himself. Yes. yes. Right? So it's, oh my god, like Sasha is dating freaking Keanu Reeves. Right. Like, how can Marcus... Even, even try. Even try. Yeah. Even try to like, even upstage like Keanu Reeves. It's freaking <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and so after that, they finished the dinner. And then they went for a nightcap at Keanu's apartment where things just started to get heated between Keanu and Marcus. Where they st- they decided to just like, I guess, beef it out. Yeah. And and a lot goes into this because of Keanu Reeves' like, performance. It's hilarious how it goes. So they go out on the balcony of this beautiful penthouse and they're having drinks. And everything that Keanu is doing with um, Sasha, Marcus is trying to reciprocate with Jenny, but it doesn't land the right way. So Keanu kisses Sasha with a passion. He tries to do the same thing with Jenny, Jenny. and then ends up like poking her eye or something. It's hilarious. And then they end up deciding that they're going to play a game that Keanu says is someone that he knows who created this game. It's called Icebreaker. Literally, everyone's played Icebreaker before, but you know, it's this new transformative thing. Because it's done by Keanu. Keanu Reeves, exactly. <laughs> and seriously, it's hilarious how the chemistry of the cast really works together because this ludicrous game becomes this... One, it's, it's hilarious, but then the way that they segue into the next portion. So the question ends up coming up you know, who, who's the weirdest, like, fantasy crush you've ever had? Yeah. Or something like that. And um, every single time that Marcus answers, Keanu is just not about whatever it is that he answers, right? I think he answers, like, well, Jasmine, Princess Jasmine. In the midriff top. In the midriff top. And then they were like, oh, you're like a, a cartoon character? And yet they're saying the weirdest things, too. Jenny said Mao Zedong. And um, I I feel like, did Keanu say Mother Teresa? I think he did. <laughs> ew. Well, not ew. Obviously, but yeah, whatever. And then you get to Sasha, and she's actually the one who ends up confessing. Yeah, she was like, well, 
you like I've had a crush on you, Marcus, for, for 18, 18 years. years. You just never see it. You just never realized it. And I don't know. For me, I don't feel like the way that he reacted was the best. But I get that he was surprised. But also, if I was him, I would feel really happy because he was about to confess to her like the day before. Yeah. Anyways, now Keanu's really, really pissed because, you know, this man's coming after his girl. And... I think one thing led to another, yeah. and then it ended up with glass, like, smashing. So Keanu smashed a glass face because, on, on his head because, because Marcus, Marcus dares him, too. Right. And then, so he was bleeding and everything, but we get past that, and oh. then they were trying to, like, leave the apartment at that point because things was, was starting to get out of head. But then Keanu kept getting in Marcus's face mm-hmm. and was just like, I bet you would love to hit me right now, right? And so he tackles, well, Marcus tackles Keanu to the ground and there's just this fight scene. And you can see Jenny is just eating it up, right? She's not helping in any way. She's rooting for Keanu the entire time. And Sasha finally breaks up the fight and helps Marcus, Mm -hmm. who ends up, you know, being the one who's like out of breath and stuff. Yeah. You know. And then and then when Marcus asked like, well Jenny, let's leave, she was like, No, I'm staying with Keanu. <laughs> when else will I get the chance oh to God. talk about the community center that uh. I works on? So the nights end with Keanu with Jenny and Sasha with Marcus In an Uber. In an Uber and then they started to like get angry at each other, but then in halfway through their fight they end up making out. End up making out, but then it was an Uber pool. It wasn't <laughs> just an Uber X. I thought that was like a funny bit. I know because it's like we were given like the montage, like the scene of like them like just fa- passionately making out on the backseat yeah. of this Uber, and then there's the passenger in the passenger seat with the driver and you know that's the thing if you were to get in an Uber and you're by yourself and you're already sitting next to the driver. It already is awkward from the beginning, but then you can look in the rearview mirror and there's just this couple making out. I would want to bolt. I would leave. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so they ended up like spending the night together in Sasha's apartment and then they decides to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Because I guess in every good rom-com, there's always that slut like like five minutes of like happiness yeah like five minutes of like when their relationship is good yeah and so it was like they're going to see like a lot of stuff and then they're gonna so sasha is going to marcus's concerts and then marcus is supporting sasha blah 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 they were in a good relationship but then of course at what point they had a fight over because like because basically marcus doesn't really like all of the fancy, smanchy, mm-hmm. like high, high, high society stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess that Sasha is a part of because she's a top chef. Mm-hmm. She's well known. Yeah, she have to be invited to a lot of like fancy ass events where you have to wear a tux, you have to wear like dresses. And Marcus, I guess, is not about that. Well, and that goes back to the whole thing about him not really applying himself after his mom passed away, right? So she's always calling him out as well about this can't be all you want. And don't use your dad as an excuse not to level up. And don't get mad at me for doing the things that I need to do. Whereas essentially a lot of the times he's calling her a sellout. 
because she's making this Asian fusion food that isn't authentic to her roots. So I think a lot of what happens in their relationship is a residual conflict from before. They never ever talked it through about how despite the fact that they have the same background, they want very different things. Yeah. And they could really help fill in the gaps for each other, but they need to find themselves first before they can do that. Yeah. And I, I feel like the biggest fight of that came because Marcus realized that Sasha is still planning to move to New, New York, York yeah. to do another restaurant there. Mm-hmm. And then, well, Sasha kind of expected that Marcus would want to come Just, with her mm-hmm, yep. or at least support her in, in that venture. But Marcus was like, well, I thought you were going to stay here now that we're dating. Mm-hmm. So they obviously have different expectations for their relationship. And they have this whole dramatic scene where she walks out and she's about to go to the opening of her restaurant. She disinvites Marcus because they've had this argument. And so she's pulling up next to the car that's picking her up. And Marcus comes out on the balcony. And they have this whole conversation about, look. I just need you to be honest, like Sasha saying to Marcus, I love you. And this is the first time she said it mm-hmm. out loud. I love you, but if you don't want to come with me, just say it, mm-hmm. that you don't want to come. And you can tell he's really hurt, but he's honest with her, right? And he says, yeah, I don't want to go. And it just blows up and she leaves. And what ends up happening is that's considered their breakup. So now we get another montage fast forwarding with Sasha getting ready to go to um, New York. Yeah, going to New York. And this time Veronica's not going with her. So she's going by herself and she's out of a relationship. She's broken off the engagement. She's no longer with Keanu Reeves. So all of this stuff is, you know, it's, it's a good time, I guess, for her to move on. But she's harboring a lot of pain as she goes. Yeah, but also I feel like Marcus also had a had a revelation yes. after their fight that he really like just want to get her back, mm-hmm. right? He realized that like all of these things that he's been doing wrong, like he should have just been supportive, mm-hmm. or because like I feel like Sasha has been nothing but supportive towards like his, I guess his career or mm-hmm. passion with like he wanted to he she never said anything bad about her him him being a an HVAC maintenance guy she always still supported, living at home sl- still living at home she still supports him with his Ben Hill apparel mm-hmm. right so it's like she just wanted someone who can support her as well in her passion and her venture so Marcus realized that he made a mistake he realizes it because he makes he comes home and he finds his dad making out with a Diana Ross impersonator. <laughs> but they have a really good talk about saying, you know, it you, would break your mom's heart if she saw what you're doing now because yeah. she wouldn't have ever wanted you to sit out on life. Um, and so that was really the breaking point for him. Yeah, and then he, I think the dad also says, like, you need to stop hiding behind me and then mm-hmm. using me as a shield mm-hmm. and then saying that you can't do a lot of these things all because of me. That's right. So after that turning point, he's trying to get Sasha's back. He's leaving a bunch of voicemails. He's trying to go to New York to, like, well, basically to just, like, try to get her back. And it then, was sweet. Yes. Yeah, he, he tries to go to her restaurant in San Francisco where she, he met Veronica and found out that Sasha has been supporting his band even after their breakup by mm-hmm. buying a bunch of like their merchandise. 
So he realized it more like how like how he needs to get Sasha's back. He, and he tries. He tries. At first, he goes to Tom Ford. Yeah. To and then it was like, my friend Keanu Reeves recommended you. Give me your best suit. And then he saw that it was $12,500,000. Yeah. And it's like, take it off. It burns. <laughs> and then he went to the clearance section. He went to a suit, suit supply or something? No, not even suit supply. Um, it's just like this knockoff yeah, type like of... Yeah, like a bargain suit place place yeah. right and then he took this new suit that he got and then he flew all the way to new york and then met sasha at a red carpet event so that also the lead up on sasha's end was nice because you get a resolution to her problems with her parents mm-hmm. right so her parents what we know of them are they are stingy and cheap because a running joke throughout the entire film was that Sasha was raised with the belief that you should never pay tip. Mm-hmm. And paying tip is like this big taboo mm-hmm. for them, for their family. Yeah. Not that they don't want to pay tip. It's like they're going to try to get out, out of, of things yes. that require you to pay tip. Right. But so in their like, minds, yeah. it's just, it should never happen. Yeah. Right? And so it, it was nice though. The parents flew out to New York mm-hmm. after finding... I think they Google searched her to see how many Sasha Trans were in that area. And then they tracked it down because the only other Sasha Tran within that zip code was a baby. <laughs> That's kind of scary, people. But no, but then she had a whole heart to heart talk with her parents. And then it's like, well, I'm, we're trying to make up for the last time. Mm-hmm. We realized that we've been absent. But now we want to support you. We went to your restaurant and then we didn't even say that we related to you. Mm-hmm. We paid full price. They kept the receipts. They kept the receipts. We didn't even show you like your picture. We didn't even show them your pictures. Which we had a bunch. Yeah. It's like we could have gotten a discount <laughs> if we wanted to, but we didn't. Right. That's the main point there. Aww. So they had a whole heart to heart. And then like Sasha made up with her parents. So... She, she, invited, so her she invited her parents to this red carpet event where she was about to get awarded, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But in this red carpet event also that Marcus shows up and declares her his undying love Aww. for her. Just like in any good rom-com movies. Yeah. And then like there's a lot of like cameras and they were like recording it and then they kiss and then they went and get her award. And then we were treated to like this nice epilogue, kind of. Yeah. Um, at the end of the night, after receiving the award, we finally get to see the new restaurant that she's opening up in New York. And it's a completely different vibe than the ones that she has on the West Coast. Um, and she's making authentic Korean food based off of the recipes from Marcus's mom. Mm-hmm. Her name is Judy, and the restaurant's name is Judy's Way. Yes. So this really touched Marcus's heart. Yeah. So they were like, oh. And then cue the credits. And then we have a whole original song from the band Hello Peril. <laughs> song yeah. by Randall Park. Yes. Titled, I Punch Keanu Reeves. Yes. And then that's how the movie ends. So I feel like <laughs> when we're explaining a lot of this, it's like everything is like very like disjointed yeah. and choppy. But when you watch it, it's not actually... It makes sense. It makes sense when you watch it. But when you try to, like, rehash it, then it gets kind of... It's a very weird story. Don't get it wrong. But it's so entertaining. I know. And then there's a lot of, like, good one-liners. There's a lot of good cameos. 
So we're just gonna go into the scoring yes. after this. So we're gonna have a little bit of change to our rubric. Mm -hmm. So we are still judging it based on 10 items. Yeah. And then it's on a scale from 1 to 5. 1 to 5 for Regina and 1 to 5 to me. Mm -hmm. And the criterias are the opening, the romance, <laughs> the comedy, the female lead, the male lead, the main conflict, the character development, supporting characters, uniqueness, and then the ending. So we're gonna try using this new rubric. <laughs> Sounds good, I'm excited about this. Okay, so for the opening, what would you give this a score of? So I actually give this a score of four because I don't think that it brings anything new per se, but it is just, so I love the fact that they're like, they're bringing this like to the childhood, right? Mm -hmm. They're giving this background of them as like children and then Sasha is like cooking a delicious looking spam dish mm -hmm. which gives them like an extra point in my book <laughs> because like everything that Sasha cooks looks good, super right? amazing. Yeah, yeah, so I just give the opening a four. What did you give it? I gave it a four. I, I mean, yeah, whenever a movie starts off with like baby pictures or whatever, mm -hmm. I think it's cute. It's just a bit gimmicky. Yeah. However, yes, I I love the fact that, you know, you have Marcus coming over and they have that whole joke at the door about, oh my God, what if I actually did just slam the door on you after you asked me to come to dinner? That would be really rude. <laughs> but um, I'm joking. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but it, that dynamic there solidified the relationship for later on. So I think it was a good way to open. Um, it leaves a little bit to be desired, but on the good end because you're at least tuning in for the rest of it yeah okay and then the next criteria the romance i actually give this a three because i don't really feel like there's a lot of like romancy stuff going mm. on mm -hmm. you know yeah it's a very like I, do I feel like they have chemistry? I do. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like I also don't feel like the the heart, like my heart is not like pounding when I'm looking at them and like I don't squeal when I see them yeah. like finally do that. Or yeah, so I give this a three. <laughs> I gave this a two and nothing against Randall Park or Ali Wong. Um, but yeah, you're right. This rom-com tiered more over teetered more over to the comedy portion which is nice um and they're they're both good looking and you can kind of vaguely see them together but the their characters stood on their own enough mm -hmm. where even when they were together it's like okay yeah sasha's with marcus it's not bad to look at i think it really was good in the movie but yeah in terms of if you're looking for screen time that's full of romance at least halfway into the whole story i don't know that you'll get it here yeah so a three from me and then a two from regina yep. so comedy i actually give this a five yeah. so comedy so as like even though we give this a lower score on the romance 
I would give this a very high mark <laughs> on the comedy part because it is a funny, 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 yeah. funny movie. There are moments where I laugh out loud. Yeah, yeah. Like during like a lot of moments in the movie. Yeah, I gave this a five also. And again, you know, a lot of that has to go back with the fact that they got Keanu Reeves to come <laughs> onto this film. I know it's like Keanu and then there's Daniel Dick. It was like, yeah. Hey. And then they're like, they're hilarious. I mean, both of them are comedians. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then so they have a lot of good like one-liner jokes and then even the supporting characters are funny. Yes. Oh. We'll, we'll get to the supporting characters. <laughs> but comedy, I give this a five. Yep, solid five. Yes. Female lead. Do you like Ellie Wong as Sasha Tran? I give her a four. She's a very strong female lead. Mm. She is funny. She is... Uh, she doesn't really need like a man, actually, in her life. She <laughs> don't need a man. But it's just like... Uh, like, I mean, like, her character itself is stood so well just on her own, mm-hmm. right? So I give her a four. But I don't know. It's just, like, well, seeing Ali Wong as playing all of the different parts, it's, like, yeah, you know, she's, like, she's 30-something, and then she's playing the teenager part. She's mm-hmm. playing the, the, the 20-something yeah. part. And like, she's good. Um, I also gave this a four. And again, if you know Ali Wong from stand-up, and then seeing her as an actress, it's a very different vibe. Mm-hmm. Because what you're going to be expecting is totally different. I think she did well in this role. I, I like Sasha. The It was small things that made me deduct points here. Um, because as an actress, it's not that I don't believe her, but you know that that's not her thing. And Person. also, like, I can't stop shaking the fact that it's Ali Wong yeah. from my head. Right. So I, I was never into the character Sasha Tran because in the end, like, in You're the thinking. back of my mind, I'm still thinking Ali Wong. Right. And I think that's what's hard about any type of rom-com who brings in star power. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you can't help finding that it's difficult to distance the person playing the role as opposed to the character they're supposed to portray. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah. Sasha is a really big part of this film because of her journey in it because she's trying to grow as well she's this successful woman who isn't trying to let life slow her down but she wants the conventional things in life she wants to have children she wants to be married and she's finding that the things that she has built up in her head may be a result of her not nursing the hurt that she's had in the past because she always sees her childhood through a really bad lens and she forgets there's even a moment where they go to Chinatown in San Francisco and they're going to eat at this Cantonese restaurant and she was like oh my god why did I always think that this place sucked the food is really good and it's it's that you know so as a character again nothing against Ali Wong I think she tries to deliver it as best as she can but I just always see her yeah yeah, and you then know. that's the reason why I can't give her a full five. I no. mean, like, I love her character. Yeah. I love everything that she brought to this movie. Even, like, everything that she wrote on it. Because she did wrote, yeah. like, a majority of it. Yeah. And it's like, but I still keep thinking that she's just Ellie Wong. Right. So it's like, it's a four for me. So the main lead, Randall Park as Marcus Kim. 
I give him a three because like there is no hate to Randall Park at all. I think he's an amazing actor. He totally deserved his like big break, right? But then again, it's like I can't shake off the fact that he gives me major dad vibes. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe it's because he's like the main dad in Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah. But he just gives me like dad vibes. Even right. without like without Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah. Like imagine like I've never seen Fresh Off the Boat. Mm-hmm. I still see him like such a dad-ish vibe. Okay. You yeah. know? No, I, I agree. You I know? Agree. So it's like while I like having Asian representation yeah, yeah, as yeah. male like main male character he's not like a swoon worthy it's not a, he's not a very swoon worthy yes. and then even the character that they wrote him as uh-huh. doesn't really gives you like the major like swoon worthiness yeah. as well if you're thinking that it's, you're gonna be you know yeah. bending over backwards to try to see this guy who yeah. is totally great it's at least realistic yeah, right? no, it's very realistic. The stories and then the the problems that he have, and then it's like it's very common in common in Asian sons, mm-hmm. I guess, where you are expected to to like it, it's okay for you to not live live outside of your mm-hmm. parents' house mm-hmm. until you grow like however old, or to have your parents live with you, mm-hmm. or vice versa. And so it's very realistic those parts. And then you continuing the family business, blah, blah, blah. So things like that is very, very relatable. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing really swoon-worthy about him. Right, and, and that's the thing. So they they obviously chose to write it that way. And yeah. I'm sure it, it was hard on Randall Park as well. But it's all in good fun. Yeah. Yeah, so again, some background on the expectations of, like, Asian sons for anyone who isn't all of that caught up on it. Yeah, um... A lot of guys still live with their parents even after they're married. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that really does have its own benefits because you want to have that close-knit relationship with your parents and with your significant other. But it does cause strain. And then for a lot of people, that ends up becoming a safety net so that you don't try as hard as you could. And that was what I struggled with um, watching Marcus throughout the entire film is I'm sorry to say he's kind of like a man child mm-hmm. he's again still smoking weed in his room and he hasn't held down a job that isn't with his dad he hasn't moved out he still is driving the same car from 1996 yeah and so not saying that there aren't factors mm-hmm. because you obviously see that he has a lot of sadness in his heart from when his mom passed away. But yeah, if I'm again, I'm not trying to judge or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I know. But at 30 something years old, like almost 40, um and even your dad is telling you you need to go explore the world and you're so afraid to do it. I think it was a realistic way of showing the struggles of getting out of that type of rut and it was comedic um but yeah the way that he got really defensive about people trying to push him out of his comfort zone especially coming from someone like Sasha Mm -hmm. who is essentially your best friend that that type of tension and friction I wasn't about it yeah and also like 
I, I appreciate that they're trying to, I guess, switch the roles a little bit. Yes. It's like they're trying to put Sasha in the high power position, mm-hmm. and then they're putting, like, uh, Marcus is in a in a very middle class. Just like very, coasting. Just, like, middle ground. Yeah. Very much, like, flat. There's nothing's going on. There's nothing interesting. So I appreciate that they're trying to make their own spin on that, mm-hmm. and then they're putting, like, like the female lead in yeah. like higher precision well, I mean one last comment about the male lead for this is and, and again we're just very nitpicky about specific yeah. details right because he as a good throughout the majority of the film he is a good character because he does have a good head on his shoulders mm-hmm. I think my my gripe with Marcus as a character in general is there's nothing really stopping you at this point to venture out into things and you have so many support systems that are helping you to do that Mm -hmm. and you choose not to yeah and i've always had problems with characters like that and eventually they learn or they don't in this Um, case like i guess you learn so uh, i never actually heard your score for for him no i i also gave him a three okay so it's a three from from me and it's a three from regina okay for the main conflict I actually give this a two because I was like, why did they even like like their breakup and their together is like, it's it's a little bit disjointed. Yeah. On how that come together. Mm-hmm. So the main conflict is like because Sasha was planning to move to New York and then they were like uncertain about the state status of their relationship. But then mm. it's like this is stuff that you already knew. knew. Yeah. It's like. You were just getting into like this, I guess, relationship. Yeah. With knowing knowing full well that this problem is still gonna be an issue and then like just act surprised when it suddenly becomes an issue. No. So that's why I think it's for me the main conflict is a two. Okay. I realize that I'm being like super nitpicky like about a lot of stuff, but like, you know, this is what this podcast is about. Yeah. We're just gonna go into the deep dive. The main conflict, I actually gave this a four. And okay. it wasn't necessarily, I see your point. Because, yeah, you, you know this from a mile ahead that this is going to be the problem, right? But the way that they did it still underscored for me as I watched it, real life problems. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm kind of glad to have seen the movie um, again the second time. To really understand that, you know, relationships are complex. And even the most simple problems really require both sides to work together. Um, and apart as well. So, we we spent so much time talking about Marcus. Sasha really needs to work on herself as well. Yeah. Because she, she can't seem to be out of a relationship. And I get it. A lot of people like being with someone yeah, else. Yeah, just the security of it, right? Yeah, and there, there are definite benefits to that. Um, but she's, she seems to be looking for validation and it's subtle the way that they do it because yeah, she is such a strong character. Um, but she always seems to need to have the knowledge that someone's on her arm Mm -hmm. so that she doesn't feel as though she's missing out on things. Uh, whereas for Marcus, it's the opposite. It's he doesn't need any of those things because he's happy with where he is, but he's not whole and he's secure in himself, and he doesn't see that. And they knew that from a long, long time ago. I mean, they're childhood best friends. Exactly. Like, and you would think that childhood best friends, even with whatever friction they had, would be able to communicate that. 
But it's not true because you imagine that in a fantasy dream world in a movie, and I'm glad that they didn't do it that way okay. because those complexities by the end really attributed to the growth on both people. Okay. So it's a two for me, but it's a four from Regina. Yeah. Okay, next, we're gonna talk about character development. So I actually give this a four because both of them really like just basically they, they don't end up where they started. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of growth there, yes. especially in Marcus's part. Yeah. There's a lot of growth there. And seeing him go from the beginning part to where he is at the end of the movie was really satisfying yeah. because he did change a lot and then sometimes it you realize that you need that big like turning moment and you this this big catalyst mm-hmm. in your life that will like really like just change your life because i feel like without sasha being in his his life mm-hmm. he would have just been content with just like living his life just the way it is yeah yeah so, i also gave this a four and i agree with your points um on the flip side of Marcus, the way that Sasha grows is she's finally starting to see all of the little things. She's been focused on these big achievements for so long that she's finally starting to see, you know, oh, my parents really are trying. It's not going to make up for all of the hurt from before, but I should give them a chance to try. Or all of the small things with um, how with Marcus saying that she is a sellout, right? That obviously hurts. Yeah. And I don't know, because that's the other thing. You can kind of jump to your own conclusion. She's been planning this new restaurant the entire time that she's been in San Francisco. And she's only supposed to be in San Francisco for two two months. months. And she doesn't have that argument with Marcus until towards the end of her trip there. um, When he calls her a sellout for for getting her roots. And selling um, like Asian fusion food where she should be looking into what makes Asian food great per Marcus's standpoint of like, it should be served in a bowl Mm. and you know, all this other stuff. So then when you see Judy's way Mm -hmm. and it's all of the, um, all of Judy's recipes in the restaurant and even the, the painting was nice, right? That was a really good, I think moment for me to see that she's finally, finally able to get out of her head a little bit more to appreciate the smaller things so yeah i think on from your point and with mine it was a good way to see them from the Mm -hmm. beginning to the end yep so a four from me and a four from regina as well so supporting characters (laughs) i give this a wholehearted five because you know what i don't know how ellie wong and randall park manage to get all of these people in the movie but i'm so glad that they did yeah it's like, I don't know how they freaking get Keanu Reeves to want to star in a rom-com, being, playing a larger-than-life part of himself, being like Keanu Reeves, oh my God. wearing, like, frameless glasses. No, no glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, without the um, actual lenses. lenses. Like, no, yeah. So, lensless glasses. Yeah, just like, the frames. Just the frames. Just the frames. So... I don't know how they did it, but all of the supporting characters in this movie is great. So I really love Veronica. Mm-hmm. I really love so Veronica's the best friend. I really love the band members in <laughs> in Randall Park's uh I'm yeah. sorry, Marcus's band Hill yeah. Harold. 
They have, I think, two, there's Tony. Two, yeah, Tony, and then there's another girl. I forgot. Ginger. So Ginger. And then Quasar. Yeah. Oh my god. So the yeah. three members, the three other members of Hello yeah. Heralds are hilarious. Yeah. For me. And then... The dad's cool. The dad's very cool. Yeah. And... Because we even started with a dance scene with the dad, right? Mm-hmm. Because the dad and Marcus was on a dance battle, I yeah. guess, in the beginning part. And then even Jenny was funny for me. Jenny was funny. There's a lot of funny parts with Jenny. And then Keanu Reeves, again, <laughs> is just like, it's it's funny. They have like this whole scene mm-hmm. with the background music that they chose was so perfect. Oh so I give a five. Okay. I also gave this a five. Um, I don't think we need to say any more about Keanu no, 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 Reeves, no, no, right? No. There's I've, I've been saying Keanu Reeves for so yeah. many times. <laughs> if, if you take one thing away from this movie, if it's just for a cameo, or I guess, well, it's a full feature, whatever, but watch it for Keanu Reeves. Yeah. It's, it's good, right? Yeah. But aside from even him, uh, I really like Tony. Yes. Because he... The whole backstory with Tony is that <clears throat> I guess he used to be fat or whatever. Yeah. And he worked really hard to lose weight. Uh, and he's the one in the band who's always trying to push Marcus. But in the epilogue scene, because uh, Tony once called out Marcus saying, you never notice anything about anyone else but yourself. Yeah. You never even, like, you never even realized that, that I lost, lost all these pounds. Right. Yeah. And so they're at the restaurant in New York at the end. And Tony basically says, like, yeah, I feed him. I fed a medium now. I'm always hungry and so depressed. <laughs> or something along the lines of that. I was just like, oh, I feel you, bro. Like, <laughs> I feel that, really. Um, the dad was, was really nice because he has a good balance of, you know. Funny and wise. Yes. Right? He can be the voice of reason, but he can also be funny. And that's what you expect from an elder. Yeah. It's like, he was giving his, like, TED Talk in the Korean bathhouse. So yeah. it's like, this too... These two moments, like, just, like, put together are funny. Yeah, Veronica was great. Uh, there was this exchange where, um... So, Veronica was pregnant for the whole movie, yeah. basically. And then, the, a, a running joke is that she wasn't gonna let Sasha become... The godmother. Of the, of the baby. But, yeah, there was, there was also just, like, this weird scene where they were still setting up the San Francisco restaurant, mm-hmm. and... They hired an interior designer. Yes, and I actually knew the interior designer from a series called Happy Endings. Ah. Right? So she was uh, starring in a role there. And then I was surprised when I see there. And then she was funny there Yeah, too. but Veronica's dialogue with that character every time is hilarious. Because Veronica's very cutthroat when it comes to anyone else. Yeah. But she's always really sweet with Marcus yeah. and Sasha. So it was nice. Um... What is a gooby chair? I don't know. I actually <laughs> looked it up. Okay. Uh, during the movie, I think I didn't. Because like, they said it at least twenty times. Yeah. In that just one scene. Yeah, and then I I love her description for so and then like Sasha was asking, "What is a gooby chair?" Mm-hmm. Well, it's something that looks like a chair, and they have something like this, like four of them. Four legs. Four yeah. legs. So it's like, <laughs> like so, so a chair. <laughs> well, anyway, so. Uh, watch it for the supporting characters yeah, too. Definitely. But what one thing that I have to n- note is that you know, like how some movies sometimes have too many supporting characters yes. and they're not fleshed out. Yes. And then they were like just given like enough additional details to make them quirky mm-hmm. or like f- have funny one-liners. Yes. But they're not fully fleshed out on their own as a character. But 
every character in this movie and then the choice dialogue and then traits that they have are all very like on point yes five from me yep anyway uniqueness so i give this uniqueness a five as well because um as we as we as we can see like i guess like on the hollywood market there hasn't been any rom-coms with asian american leads like both of them for both are of them, yeah. asian american mm-hmm. and then like featured like asian cultures yes. in general or yeah. like just living as a first generation Absolutely. asian american there's just never been one and then oh. so now there is one you know because we can see like the all asian cast of crazy rich asians we can see the well we've been like talking about lara jean being korean american mm-hmm. and then in a in a in the to all the boys yeah right so this is just like a full asian american immigrant experience mm-hmm. basically yeah, yeah, yeah right and then a lot of the nuances that they put were very on point it's like um you have to take off your shoes when you enter the party it's just small details it's not glamorized right yeah so i think that's the difference with so again to all the boys crazy rich asians always be my maybe they all got released around the same time in addition to some other feature films that aren't like rom-com mm-hmm. type scenarios but I, I agree with you there because the the gemstone of this movie is the fact that they kept it real with the audience. Mm-hmm. And if you are a member of the Asian community, it resonates with you seeing them as the um, title characters. Um, but in addition, that they're not trying to water down any of those things. And they don't, again, they don't have to tell you what some of those Asian struggles are. The fact that a lot of the times your parents do work hard and they work late and you don't see them as much because they're trying to provide for you. Mm -hmm. Or the fact that your parents um, will at some point in your life expect that you move on but you have those ties with them Mm -hmm. and a lot of that security that was built up from childhood can sometimes become a burden that prohibit you from moving forward. So... Those those things, I think, really added to the uniqueness mm-hmm. of the film. I gave this a four, though. And the only reason, again, is because we've been talking about it for weeks that you can sometimes see films as a formula. Yes. Right? So this is that best friends turn lovers trope. Yes. That you're going to get a whole bunch of other side people coming in, and then they find out, oh, this isn't working out. And usually it's the best friend who is not a romantic um, like influence that is the one saying, like, you guys should be together. You know this. And then you have this realization realization that they're going to get together and then a fallout because of some small thing. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you know that they're going to come back together. Yeah. You know, so as a result of that, I think that the story plot of it is predictable. Mm-hmm. But for all of those other reasons, it is unique to this particular genre. Okay. And last but not least, the ending. I give the ending also a five. Yeah. Because I like how everything just ties together with Sasha making authentic Korean food Mm -hmm. with the recipes that was taught by Marcus's mom. Yeah. And then they're paying an homage to... uh, Marcus's mom and then they even have like a picture of them yeah. in the restaurant yeah. and then they closed with 
the Hello Peril song, I punched Keanu Reeves. So I was like, they, there couldn't be a better ending for the movie. So I give this a five. Yeah, I I give this a five too for the exact same reasons. Um, but if you stick to the very end of the credits, mm-hmm. uh, you see like the pictures of them when they're actual, actually kids. Mm-hmm. So the, the actors, right? I love it when they do that portion <laughs> because... That one is just a nice treat because you watched the movie and you felt a connection with these characters. Mm-hmm. And so bringing it home full circle, I do think they did really well with picking up on any of the loose ends. Yeah. Um, and they made sure that they went through each and every detail again. Yeah. Uh, but they obviously, it would be a travesty if they don't play Always Be My Baby at the end. And they did. They did. So even like the names are like the puns. Yeah. Like even like the title is a pun. Yes. They even... Added the Always Be My Baby. Because you know what? This was my big thing about What a Girl Wants. Mm-hmm. Which is a movie that we're going to cover, I guess, in a couple <laughs> weeks or so. But like, you have this movie called What a Girl Wants. Released, I guess, on the same time, like around the time where there is a masterpiece by Christina Aguilera mm-hmm. called What a Girl Wants also exists. Yeah. Like, in the same universe. Yeah. And then you decided to not put this song on the movie. So I'm like... I'm I'm glad that they put always yes. be my baby at the end at the end of always be my, my baby. baby. So I think it was a perfect end. And actually, I I want to start a habit of us like just asking: Do you think that they're gonna last? Like after the movie, how much hope do you have like for Sasha and Marcus as a couple? Do you feel like hopeful they're gonna stick together? I do. I, I do. And again, they have a lot of shared history. Mm. Um, and they've gone through a lot of those obstacles together from the get-go. Okay. Additionally, I think that they've gotten to a point in their maturity where it's like, I know what I want. And I, I know that that's you. Yeah. So I, I am hopeful about them. Being okay. There. So we're giving this a very hopeful yeah. scale. You know, our scale is like not hopeful, somewhat hopeful. Hopeful and then very hopeful. Right, exactly. So I think we're very hopeful yes. for the relationship of Sasha and Marcus. <laughs> anyway, uh, I tallied up my score and then I have 40 from my side. I also ended up with 40. So we have 80, but any extra credit. So uh, if you're new to the podcast, it's like we can give a max amount of three extra credit points. And I was uh, for this movie, I will actually give all three of my extra credit points to this movie. The first extra credit will be for Keanu Reeves. As you may know, I've already mentioned this John Wick person like mm-hmm. four, five, six, twenty times in mm-hmm. this episode. So one for Keanu Reeves, two for Sasha's cooking because all of her food looks really good. Yeah. And then three is for the songs. Just songs <laughs> in general. Just songs. Okay. It's like just the songs that they choose when Keanu walks in. Oh, yeah. The songs that they did with the Hello Peril songs. And then the fact that they added Always Be My Baby. So mm. song choices on point. Extra credit point for that. So given us three extra po- credit points from me. Do you have any extra credit points from you? I actually don't have any extra credit points. Because I think a lot of what we covered has already embodied mm-hmm. it. Plus... If I had any extra points, it would have been the same as yours. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm fine leaving it where it is. Okay. So at a final score of 83%, Yay. and we're very hopeful for the relationship of this couple. <laughs> <laughs> so we have... So we recommend this movie, yeah. actually, uh, with 83%. 
B. So it will be a B plus. No, no, B. it's a B. Yeah, it's just a B. No, it's good though. Yeah, for a rom com, yeah, and you get a B. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, also the other thing is this is the first movie that we've reviewed so far in this podcast that isn't a teen movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it's starting us strong, you know? Yeah. Okay. For the next five weeks, I just want to give you guys like a sneak peek of what we've been like planning. So we're going to stop from talking about Netflix movies. Yes. We're going to go to the teen movies that we grew up with. So get ready for Clueless. Yes. That's coming next week. So hope to see you next time, even if you're just tuning into this episode as your first episode or you're watching from the beginning we love you and follow us on instagram at happy endings only dot podcast <laughs> yes. don't forget the dot there guys anyway this is me cindy signing off it's regina signing off all right bye see you next bye. week